Hallelujah. Feel his presence here this morning? I do. I do. Oh, happy New Year. First full week of the new year. Thank you, worship team. Just a wonderful time in his presence. Hopefully we'll get back to uh, closing up in worship at the end here. Just a couple announcements. We're going to release the kids um, here in a minute. Uh, ladies' breakfast is on February 4th at Ray's. Our very own Sally will be, Orlop will be one of our, will be the guest speaker there uh, February 4th. There'll be a sign-up in the foyer. Um, the vision dinner, um, moving forward to din uh, together dinner, is on January, Saturday, January 20th, 5.30, right here in the Fellowship Hall. Um, as I'm doing the announcements, the ushers can come on forward to take up our morning offering. And then I'll get to the rest of them as uh, you guys are handing it out. Thank you for all you brave souls to uh, come out to the weather here this morning. That stuff out there is snow. We haven't seen it in a while, but um, you brave people have come out, and I just appreciate you doing that. Lord, we ask that you would just bless this offering for your purposes, that you would release it to uh, just uh, to, for the vision of the house, for the needs of this community, uh, for the things that you placed on our heart, Lord. I ask that you bless those that give, those who can't, those that give out of their need, out of their hurt. Lord, I ask you multiply a hundredfold back in. Just thank you for the wonderful givers here of this church. Just ask you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just release our kiddos. They can head on out to their classes if they haven't already. They're making their way back out there. God bless our teachers and our kids. Um, also a reminder, the Yah this Saturday at 1 o'clock, right? Over here in the fellowship hall. Uh, what's on the menu this week? Lasagna. Now, did everybody just perk up after that one? It's like, all right, lasagna, awesome. That's uh, 1 o'clock over here, young at heart. Um, we're going to have a prayer night, I believe, um, this Wednesday, did you say, Diane? This Wednesday at 7 o'clock right here, uh, probably in the fellowship hall or the sanctuary. Just look for Diane and Doug. Uh, they will be leading it. And then we're going to have another worship night on the 24th, Wednesday the 24th. Um, in the fellowship hall, uh, we'll get together for that. But Wednesday the 10th is a prayer night, and Wednesday the 24th will be a worship night like we did uh, back in November, and uh, looking forward to that. So sign up for the dinner, sign up for the breakfast. We feed you guys pretty well around here, it looks like. And uh, speaking of food, there's always treats back there in the cafe. Um, and just thank you for Vicky for doing that. Thank you to Elijah Reuter, who got up early and shoveled our sidewalks for us to give uh, uh, Jeff a break with that. So is he awake? There he is, way back there. Hey, thank you very much. I was tempted to throw a snowball at you when I was in my office seeing you there work so hard, but I resisted. So good morning, good morning. Good to be here. Look at someone and smile and say, Happy New Year. Oh, my goodness. We good to be here? Yeah. God is good. God is good. He's up to something. Um, I'm trying not to be distracted with a football uh, uh, comment right now, so we'll just leave that alone. But I'm just, I just uh, was so thrilled to see the baptisms last week. Were you guys encouraged by those baptisms, the testimonies of Lloyd and those that were up here and Emily and the different ones and Kevin's healing testimony? It was just so fun to be a part of. The spirit, the atmosphere was just 
just fun to be, be involved in and just seeing the different folks from the youngest, uh, Kensley to Lloyd, I'm putting you in the oldest category. How old are you, Lloyd? 25. All right, all right. And hasn't lost a step. I, I love him. I love him. And so I just appreciate his testimony and what uh, God is doing through him and all the testimonies. It's just so fun to be a part of and uh, seeing God's awesomeness and his faithfulness to everybody. Um, but this is the week where all the leftover cookies that didn't make it, uh, they've turned a little stale, they get thrown out or put in the freezer. Um, I, I was having dinner once um, it was Thanksgiving, and um, it wasn't it wasn't my wife, and I don't want her, you to think it was her. But we we had someone, we had some folks over. Uh, nobody nobody from here, so don't don't be don't be looking around like who would do that. But we we were eating, and um, the person said, "Hey, did you did you guys enjoy the stuffing?" And um, some were like, "Yeah, it was it was good, it was good, it was good." He's like, "Yeah, it's a year old. It was it was in my freezer for a year, and it's just like." I didn't want to say anything first. I wanted to have you eat it first. I was like, why would you do that? Why, why would you do that to us? And so um, uh, I'm glad I had my wife stuffing instead. But this is where the time of year where all the stuff, the decorations get put away. And, and I realized something, that there's difference between Christmas decorations and winter decorations. Is this new or am I just behind the, the eight ball? Who has... No, no, okay. Uh, it was just like Katie's like, let's let's take down the tree and some stuff there, but let's leave up the winter decorations. I was like, well, what's what's the difference? So I guess there is a difference. So there's always a learning uh, gauge going on here and different things uh, with that. But to me, January is where our mindset kind of switches and says, okay, now it's time to get back at it. The holidays are over. We had a good time. The cookies are put away. Okay. The gyms are filled, uh, the, the, um, you know, the, the goals are set. Let's get back at it. And we get back to our routine, we get back to our schedules, and it almost becomes robotic in our nature, isn't it? Like we just get up, we do this, we just go through the motions because we have a schedule, we have a certain routine, and some people, if they're thrown off the routine, it really throws off their day. But the, 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 we, we're like that, aren't we? Can, can I get a yes or an amen? We're, we're, we're prone to do that. And, and some of us are kicking off with, you know, getting to the gym and different things like that. And good for you. Um, Katie even signed us up for a gym membership. Us. And I was like, do you got a mouse in your pocket? So I guess I'm going to the gym this year. Um, but I'm looking, looking forward to it. Um, but we, I don't want things to be robotic in nature. It's easy to fall back into the same old, same old, the routine, no matter how differently we talk. We can be saying, I'm going to do this differently. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to put my attention toward that. And I'm, I'm going to use my strength. I'm going to do, do, do. I'm going to do this right. And then we fall back into the same routines. And this is what I kind of want to, to, to share my heart here a little bit on what the Lord has been speaking to me over these last few months of my kind of interesting season of, of being you know, just weak and sick and just put you know, just not firing on all cylinders. Because in these times, I find that when, when we're weak and when we're, things aren't going right, we're, we're creatures of habit, aren't we? And that, that word creature, that definition is that it is someone who always wants to do the same thing the same way. 
It's not somebody that does the same thing the same way. It's someone who always wants to do the same thing the same way. Is that you sometimes? I always want to do what I want to do because this is my routine. But I think the Lord is speaking something different. And, and, and the title of my message is How He Rolls. And I feel like the Lord has been so gracious to me and so clear to me during this, this season of just kind of seeking him and trying to understand all, all that's going on. And I'm figuring out some things and other things I'm just throwing up to him and just saying, okay, God, you're in control. I trust you. I trust you. But I feel like he's saying with a stern word to my heart and to us as the church, Mark, this is how I roll. This is how I do things. And it's time for you, it's time for the church to come under the fullness of who he is. Is he not the Lord of our lives? Is he not who he says he is? And, and do we fall into the same routine? Do we fall into the same robotic things when things don't measure up or when things kind of hit the fan or come against us? I don't want to be someone, a, a, a creature of habit. I want to I be a, someone who's created by him that falls under the lordship of Jesus Christ and are doing the things that he's put in my heart to do. Repetitive actions or behavior. They, they have this, the, the creatures of habit have this inclination to engage in this repetitive, robotic behavior. God is not looking for robots. He's looking for us to, 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 to flow into the spirit. And that's what I love about our Sunday mornings. We're just so open to the flow of the Spirit. I'm coaching some modified basketball. My son's in modified. I was assisting the coach. He's gone for a couple weeks, something about going to Florida in January. I don't know. But he's down there, and so I'm, I'm taking over the team. And I was doing a couple practices. And early on, when you're learning the game, any sport, but for these guys, they're learning the game of basketball. We're putting in some plays. And, and a different plays like here, now you pass the ball here, you go screen away, and, and you pick for this person, and you're supposed to be here. But just because the play is designed that way doesn't mean it's always going to work that way. See, this is where I'm trying to teach the kids flow with the game. Because if your defender is overplaying you, and you're supposed to be out here to get the pass, cut back door and you're open. The play doesn't say to do that, but it's designed to do that. And I think sometimes in our, our spirit, we're, 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 we're so rigid that we're like, well, Lord, this is what I think, and I'm going to be here, I'm going to be there. But he wants us to flow in the spirit of what he's saying to us. Like, this is the way it's set up, but be open to my spirit. If you think you're supposed to be here, but I'm opening something up here, what does, what does that require from us? Spontaneity and trust. My relationship, our relationship with Jesus is full of spontaneity, isn't it? Every day there's something new about him. Just when I think I have something figured out, he shows up in another surprising way. Isn't that what's awesome about Jesus? Isn't that what's awesome about a relationship, that he's not a robotic God of formulas and patterns and just cookie-cutter stuff? He's, he's new and he's alive and he wants us to just flow in his spirit. And so that's why on Sunday mornings I want us to come in with open hearts to say, God, do whatever you need to do. If you're, if you're wanting me to lay something down at the foot of the cross, I want to do that. If you're speaking to, to me something, Lord, I want to receive that. Just don't want to go through the motions of church. 
but I want to flow in the spontaneity of the Spirit. But that takes trust, and it takes us being uncomfortable with quietness and, and even what we would consider awkwardness. But he is up to changing us from being creatures of habit to someone who allows him to habitate us. This is a time of year, we've heard it, where many of us are looking for changes, changes of our old habits and become better. But I want to take a moment and look at the one who never changes. Hebrews 13, 7 through 9. Remember those who rule or led over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, who faith follows, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that, you're, that the heart be established by the grace, not with food, which that has not profited those who accompanied them. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even though he, he's spontaneous and he changes with us all the time and he works with us, he never changes. His love never changes. And what I want to share with you this morning are four things that I believe he's been speaking to me that I think we can, can implement and, and apply to ourselves as a church as we're moving forward. As we start out in 2024, I think this is what he's saying to me is, this is how I roll. You remember the 9-11 flight in Pennsylvania that was taken over by the passengers? Uh, Jeremy, I believe, was the, the, the young man or one of the guys said, after they made their plan, after they worked out everything that they could possibly work out to try to take over the plane, he says, let's roll. So the plan is in place. Now there has to be an activity a moving forward that takes place. But I think before the moving forward, which I believe God is asking us to do, three other things have to fall into place. Number one is seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6, uh, 31 through 34 says this. Do not be worried, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all sorts of these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, verse 6, a little bit further up, says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father will see what is done in the secret and will reward you. This is our lifeline, seek first. And I know some of this stuff isn't going to be great revelation, but I feel like the Lord has been reminding me, and he wants to remind us, this is how he does things. This is how he rolls. Don't you want to roll with him? Don't you want to, 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 to hook up with his lifeline? Because this, as we seek him, this becomes our lifeline. This is our sole focus, should be Jesus when we get it. What gets you up in the morning? Is it when you get up, when you wake up, it's like a... You know, for some of us, it's like, oh, good Lord, what day is it? And then for some of us, it's like, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't want to face what I'm facing today. And then there's other people that get up and, and they're like, like Quentin, morning's here, morning's here. I love the morning. The birds are chirping. The sun is out. I don't know. Are you like that in the morning? Uh, <laughs> but there are those morning people. They're just like, ah, just, 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 just too much. But, but it's just, 
this is where, where, where just Vicki, uh, um, she shared a video with uh, the leadership team. She's over in Uganda, and we have a quick video from them um, just saying hi to us and, and uh, Vicki and Diane Dersh and their um, uh, Ugandan outfits there, just short sleeve shirts while they made a joke about us being in a, a, a snowstorm here. And so they're out there doing their uh, already had church this morning. But she sent a video, Vicki sent a video. They were out in the Nile, and out in the Nile, um, it, it's, there's this one place where it bubbles up. And as it bubbles up, it supplies nourishment pretty much for all of Uganda and Ethiopia out of this one area. And she, she shared a little mini-sermon how this should be our source of Jesus just bubbling up inside of us. And out of that relationship, out of that bubbling up, we just uh, be able to be refreshment and a resource to those around us. And this is what happens when we seek him first. It's relational. But it's also to receive orders. This is in the secret place where we hear him say, you know, this is what direction I want you to go in. This is what I want you to do. This is what I think you, this is the direction that, that I'm speaking to you. So it's just not just a, a place in secret where we just spend time with the Lord, which is great. But he also, it's a very intimate time where he brings clarity and input to the questions that we have in our mind. So remembering our first love. I brought this up in first service, so I, I, they didn't know this song, and I'm, I'm wondering if any of you know it. My dad used to sing this, an old little uh, choir or chorus, and it went, uh, To know you, to know you is the cry of my heart. Spirit, come closer to me. To hear what you're saying brings life to my bones. To know you, to know you alone. Anybody know that, that little song? Our worship leader. Do you know it? You can play it? That would be great. Um, Sylvia, do you even know that song? Do you remember that song? Yes. Praise the Lord. First service, I thought many of them would know, but they didn't. But to know you, to know you is the cry of my heart. Spirit, come closer to me. To hear what you're saying brings life to my bones. To know you, to know you alone. So number one, get to know him. Get to know him. Let that bubbling up ooze out of us. Let that wick that uh, Patty was talking about just begin to smolder and, and catch on fire and burn hot. Number two is to rely on a desperation. One of our elders, John Bonestell, he, he wrote a little, uh, not, not so much a little, but a page and a half of thoughts that he had on what he was sensing for 2024 to the elders. And I've just been uh, dwelling on that the last couple days uh, since he sent it out. But one thing he, he has said in there, and uh, I'm quoting, that he's inviting us to seek him with desperation in 2024. Now there's a seeking, but then there's a seeking. I believe that John, with all my heart, that he is inviting us in 2024 to seek him in desperation. And this is number two, to rely on. This is where the desperation comes in. And this is where I want to share a little bit of my, my story of the last couple months of what I feel like the Lord has been revealing to me in this personal battle and, and just um, things that were going on. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. There's times where we're relying on him, but we don't have the understanding of it all. And this is where it's a real fine line because our trust could be activated, 
and we could either become what we're singing here, uh, our fear will be turned into faith. Because if we're not, we, if we don't rely on him with desperation, we become fearful of what we don't understand, of what we don't comprehend. But if we just are willing to trust and rely on, in him, or on him, then he'll begin to, to turn things around. He must increase, is what you've been hearing me saying. See, what I've, been sense, what I've been feeling like the Lord has been just hammering into me over these last couple of weeks when I've just been, you know, waking up sick and we had the stomach bug this week and I was knocked out for three days with that and just, you know, Lord, when will it ever end? When will this stuff just stop? So I, there's so much to do. There's so many things that I got to get to and blah, blah, blah and, and the schedule and, and just, just beginning overwhelmed with all that and just realizing him saying to me that, Mark, are you relying in your own strength or are you relying on me? Are you relying in you or relying on me? See, the difference between in and on is the letter I. And so we remove I and we embrace him with it. We take I out of the equation. It makes all the difference. One little letter. And so I'm just like, Lord, I just, and it's not intentional, folks. And I, I hope you, you hear in my transparency and just this, this struggle that it's, it's not intentional. But when, we, when, when pressures come and when things come on and, and when things start to get piled on, we automatically drift back into the way that we've done things. We drift back into our own strength. Well, if this isn't going to work, I'm just going to go. Peter, I'm going to go back fishing. What? He denies the Lord three times, and, and he gets all with that, and then he says, I'm just going to go back fishing. When, when we're confronted with things in our trial, we go back to what we know. We go back to the past, and that's not what he's asking for us. He's asking us to move forward in it. And to move forward means to trust the unknown, to, to trust and to uh, the, the, the lack of understanding that we have, to move forward in this. Because the, the, the number four is, is to activate our faith and move forward. But we have to get seeking him first down in our, in our, in, in our lifestyle, in our mindset. We have to rely on him in, in everything instead of relying in ourselves. This whole thing with the power outage um, yesterday with us, how many were affected by the power outage? I know Sister Sylvia and those up here in Lima, you guys were all just toasty and warm with all your power here in Ontario County and Penyan and all that. But uh, Livonia, Avon, uh, Lima, Menden, Bloomfield, Honey Falls, um, uh, I think that those were all the areas. We lost power. They were working on the grid there. Um, from 7.30 to, they said about 4.30, but it actually came back on around 3.30. Um, but right at 7.30, the power goes out. And I had my generator ready, and the people that built the house before, I was just so grateful because they have this little mini panel that once I plugged my, the cord into my generator, it was, went right to this mini panel that ran my refrigerator, my furnace, uh, some lights, um, and, and the freezers out in the garage and the different things. And, and the boy said, no outlets? I was like, no, we got very few outlets, so the TVs weren't working. So we had no screens. And they're like, what are we going to do? And panic sets in. Like, we have nothing to do. 
And it started, and I shared this in the Facebook post, that when we're disconnected from the power, we realize our need for it. But when we're connected to it, when things are going good and, 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 uh, and everything's 75 and sunny and we're connected, we don't really understand our need for the power. But when we're disconnected from the power, a panic sets in. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to survive? And even on Facebook and, and the, the people in Lima Marketplace that were telling you, oh, I didn't know we were going to lose power, even though it's been promoted for weeks that we're going to lose power and they're caught off guard and just people complaining, I don't know, we, and just the panic was setting in and some people, well, I got, my, I got my, gener my generator and my gun all set and just different things that they're just ready to, 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 to wear out this, the whole day of no power. But the, as, as, as the Lord is speaking to me that I have a greater understanding of my desperate need for his power in my life when I'm disconnected from it. And this is our, what he's been saying to me is, Mark, I just don't want you to be desperate for me when you need me. I want you to be desperate for me when things are going good, when things are okay. I don't want to be a side note. I don't want to be an afterthought. I don't want to be there. That, we all have those friends that they call you, and it's like, oh, they must need something. You have Todd, you're smiling. I, 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 I haven't heard from this person in months, so they either need a tool or they're moving or they need help with something. You guys understand what I'm saying? You have those people in your life. This is what he doesn't want from us. And I'm not saying that we're all there and there might be seasons of it, but he wants such a dynamic relationship with us all the time and ongoing that when the power goes out, we're still connected. Because of that intimate seeking that's taken place by that, that desperate relying on him through every situation. I, I found this in Isaiah 9, 11, and I liked it because it talked about Zion. You who bring good news to Zion, go up to the mountains. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towers of Judah, say to the towers of Canandaigua, of Penyan, uh, of Newark, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. And then you can see the shepherd's heart. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. And he gently leads them, they that have the young. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. Here is your God. He wants us to state in every situation, look, here's your God. Here he is in every situation. And in every situation, no matter, he's ruling with his right arm and with majesty and with power, but yet he still has the heart of a shepherd to take his flock and gather them close and care for us. See the, the, the whole dynamic there of, of a God who is powerful, who, who, does it, who does not lose, and then on the other side, he just cares tenderly for his flock. It's just a beautiful picture of who our God is. And, and, and as we rely on him and as we seek him, we'll begin to declare because of this bubbling up inside of us, because of the passion that is inside of us, here is our God. Look what Jesus did for me this week. 
Look what, what, what happened in my life. Will you be able to give testimony and to share of his goodness? Is this making any sense? So number three. Thank you, Anissa. Dwelling in. Seek first, rely on, and then we dwell in. This is abiding. John 15. We all know the verses. I am the true vine. You are my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that does not bear any fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will remain even more fruitful. You've already been already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch bears fruit by itself. No branch bears fruit by itself. He must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. In verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me, you, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, this is cool, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit and show yourself to be my disciples. In verse 9, as my Father has loved you, so have I have loved you. Now remain in me. Do you get what he's trying to say? And I know, again, all these verses are familiar, but it, it's been a reminder, a gentle, merciful reminder that this is how he rolls. And to do anything a part of it is in our own strength. And he must increase. This is where in this our rest comes, our assurance of our salvation, the joy of our salvation, our peace comes, our comfort. This is just like the dwelling place. Do, you, do, do some of you have a favorite room in your house where you can just, this, this is, you know, I just converted one of Kyle's bedroom and put him down in the basement. It's finished pretty much. Um, and so we converted his bedroom into um, what I thought was going to be a second living room, but Katie's now called it a she-den. So she's taken over this room where she says, this is just, this is where my solitude, this is where I just need to get away from the kids. I put up a barn door. I, she can isolate herself and never to be seen from again. Um, but th this is the kind of thing that he, he wants. Just, uh, just come in. Just dwell with me. Just abide in me. You don't have to do anything. Just rest in my assurance, my love for you. Rest in the peace, the comfort that I give. Turn out, shut the barn door to the noise of the world. Because the seeking and the relying and the dwelling in equips us for this last point. And, and Elizabeth, you and the team can come back up. To move forward, I believe and the leadership believes wholeheartedly that now we are supposed to be equipping the saints to do the purpose of the ministry. Yeah, we'll show it in a minute. Is that what you're pointing at? To equip the saints for the purpose of the ministry. Where God has a purpose for us. And we all want to do things for the Lord, and you've heard me say this, but we have to keep things in right priority. 
We have to keep things in, in the right line, and the seeking has to come, and the relying, the desperation on him has to be there, the abiding in him. Because when those things are firing on those cylinders, we can't help but move forward. Amen? We can't help but, but do the things that he's asked us to do in the right priority that he's asked us to do them in. We've got a couple missionaries out uh, doing some things right now. We have some things that are set up. We have a family that is possibly coming into the Wellspring house that, that lost their home to a fire. Um, hopefully that will open up for them. But there's different things that as we move forward, we can't get stuck in our own muck. Amen? The different things that are going on, the different setbacks, the things the enemy is trying to hold you back can't get us stuck. We have to move forward. And so that's where I hope this whole dinner uh, on the 20th, Saturday the 20th, will help you be a part of helping us move forward together. Because there's things that are placing on our heart, your heart, that as we get together and talk, we're going to impact this community, impact this world, and hopefully uh, this nation as well. So please stand with me as we just kind of close. Elizabeth, were you kidding? Do you know that song? There's no sound. We good back there? We can. Do you know that song? Oh, if you if you want to throw it in there, you can. But I I can't. I hope this communicated to you what it's been communicated to me over these past several weeks. That I don't want to rely on me. Yeah, God's given us gifts and talents and ability and strength, but it's all got to line up in His purpose and his strength for his glory. And if there has been anything that's been out of line or drifting in your life that I feel like he's put me on the table to kind of adjust my back to get me lined up and get aligned again. Because when you get out of line, you can kind of overcompensate and then before you know it, you got another problem going on and different things like that. But I believe that this morning that he just wants to bring a gentle correction and an alignment back into our spirit, into our hearts, into our vision. That number one, it's him. Always been him, always will be him. To rely on him with desperation. That when he's saying, hey, come be with me, to take that time. Because during those times, he increases and we decrease. Will we be able to be built up inside to say, here's our God. Here's what he's done for me. As we dwell and abide, don't despise the pruning. Y'all remember the, the picture I showed of my pruning job of my bushes? Don't despise the pruning of our Heavenly Father that takes away the dead stuff, the, 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 the dried up stuff and throws it away and prunes back the fruitful things only to make us more fruitful. I believe 2024 is going to be a year of fruitfulness where things that have been cut back and the understanding is like, well, Lord, that was a good thing. That was going, that was going so well. What happened? I believe he's bringing new life to it, more uh, fruit from it if we just abide in him. I believe many of you here need rest and assurance, 
peace and comfort in your situation. And our faith to turn from fear to faith to be activated. Forgetting what is behind Philippians 3, 7 through 14. Straining towards what is ahead. I press on. Forgetting what is behind. I'm asking the Lord just to remove any of the things of the past. This says, I'm just going to go back and do this. No. Addictions are broken in Jesus' name. Lifestyles, unhealthy, sinful lifestyles are broken in Jesus' name. Newness of life is being restored, being revealed, being given to those that are saying, I'm moving forward in you this morning, God. I commit to seek you. I commit to rely on you. I commit to dwell with you to move forward in you. So as we go into worship, if you need time to just get right with the Lord and just come on up here, let that happen. Um, We're not even going to have any of the, the ministry team come on up. I just want you to come and be alone with the Lord. Let him do some business with you here. But let's move forward together in 2024 as we seek him together as a church, as we rely on him desperately and abide in him and forgetting what is behind us and moving forward in him. Will you join me, church, as we move forward with him? Come respond to him this morning.
Let us not become robotic in our relationship with you. Let it be fresh and new every day, every morning, as your mercies are, God. Be, help us to flow in the spontaneousness of your spirit, to be open to the waves and the moves and the wind of your spirit, God. Let this church be marked that it is open to the move of your spirit in any way you want to show in healing and deliverance and power and quietness and comfort. Lord, just help us to be quick to respond. We turn our lives over and we say as a church that we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness and everything else will fall into place, Lord. We're desperately relying on you, not just when things are bad, but even when things are going good, Lord, we rely on you, that you are the author of it all, and we can trust you. Help us to be quiet and to abide in you, where our peace, our comfort, our assurance, our joy, all comes from to equip us for the purpose of the ministry, God. Help us, God, to be used by you in a powerful way as we yield our lives and surrender in fullness to you. Be with your people here this week. Walk with them. Let that joy bubble up inside of them and overflow them. Be in every situation, every circumstance. We bring it under your Lordship. And we ask for the fire of God to burn brightly and deeply within our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Altars are always open for ministry, but you're free to go. Just take your conversations out in the cafe and fellowship out there. Have a great week. Be safe on the roads. God bless you.